right. Well, I think we can uh, kind of get started here. Um, some of you may have noticed that you've been on calls or something with me before. So you may notice that today I have um, an official microphone here, which makes me uh, officially like a podcast webinar host. And I know I look super official or I look like a radio DJ. Either way, um, you're going to get, I thought it would increase your entertainment for today's call. So um, good day. Welcome. Um, those of you that are here, I see a lot of friends and family and um, folks that are close to me and some and some strangers on this call so far. And uh, I have to say um, thank you for joining. And hopefully this is uh, going to be of some value for you. And I'm, I know I'm super excited about it. The uh, um, This is our first webinar um, in a series. We have six scheduled between now and the end of the year. And um, I was, uh, I drew the short, short straw and have to go first. And so I am doing that now. Um, next month will be a uh, Interior Design 101 webinar with uh, Jordan Woodruff on our team and excited to have her, her there. Um, on this call today, I do have a couple of um, other members of Better Beans on this call who will be using the chat function um, and Q&A function that you can type your, um, you can chat, say hello, or ask questions in the Q&A as we go. Um, and we'll, they'll help keep track of those or answer those or leave them till the end when we do have a Q&A session at the end. I have to say, it's a huge honor to be on here with so many great directors, um, owners, um, friends, managers, teachers, uh, restaurant owners, everybody. So it's, uh, it's kind of an honor to have all of you on here. You're really a powerhouse um, of people. And a lot of what I have to say today um, you know, maybe it'll be good reminders. Um, and hopefully you'll get plenty to kind of take away um, as we go. Um, you'll have if you've been in any of my webinars or live conferences before, or just on random calls or at at a uh, restaurant with me, I will go down many, many rabbit holes. Um, if I see fit to go down a rabbit hole. If I do, you just have to deal with me. Um, I will do my best. <laughs> to get back on track. And I think that's going to be Katie Lee's job who will send me random texts and get me back on track. But um, that's part of the fun of this call. If for some reason I have technical difficulties, um, which has happened, uh, we have some backups in place and um, trust me, hang in there. We'll get everything to you um, as we go. Um, I will, uh, my lawyer asked me to, uh, um, to go ahead and say up front that I am not giving legal or accounting advice, um, you know, take what I say under advisement or, you know, ball it up, ball up your notes and throw it in the trash, whatever you like. Um, but uh, um, it's just advice and my opinion on things. Um, also, as it goes to my opinion, um, <laughs> if uh, um, I will give you um, exactly what I think about an issue. If you ask a question, I will give it to you unfiltered what I actually uh, think about it. Um, it is my opinion. Do not take offense. Um, if you're my friend on here, I have offended you multiple times in the past. This will be nothing new. Um, but I will give you exactly what I think you need to hear or exactly what I feel like telling you. Um, that's just part of the fun, part of my fun uh, for doing this. So anyway, I want to start with uh, a little bit about me. Um, you know, uh, I'm Thad Joyner. Um, I am currently the CEO and uh, president of Better Beans. 
Um, also um, currently own um, Cedars uh, Preschool um, in partnership and, um, and the owner of a Bo Scallions LLC, Bojangles franchisee in North Florida. I will proudly say that yesterday um, we were the first Bojangles in the country um, to open up its dining room uh, to limited capacity in Florida. And uh, hey, man, um, we were excited. <laughs> that first customer actually came inside and sat down at a table. Um, I mean, I think tears welled up in my eyes. I was so excited. We've been clo- Our dining room had been closed for seven weeks, um, and we were able to open up yesterday, and it was a real proud moment. Um, I'm also president, um, CEO of Better Beans. Um, I have a unique uh, past, um, which, you know, you can read on it a little bit. But one of the things that kind of makes, uh, gives me some unique perspective to talk to you guys today is that um, I had formerly owned uh, preschools and formerly owned restaurants, um, you know, sold my first, I used to be a Golden Corral franchisee and sold my restaurants back in 2007. Um, and I sold 12 uh, Sunbrook Academies um, in uh 2015. And now I'm back in the restaurant and back in preschools. So I have a little bit of unique perspective um, and and maybe a little bit of perspective that nobody else does of having those and have bridged those with a construction remodel and branding company in between. So get a little bit of unique perspective um, and maybe can uh, answer some questions. But what I think I'm an expert at um, and uh, well, and if you're one of my friends on here, like Alita would probably tell you, I think I'm an expert at everything. But what I really think I'm an expert at is how to win customers and how to keep them coming back. Um, And um, hopefully I'm going to be able to tell you that a little bit today as we go um, and kind of get ready for this uh, um, webinar. So back, uh, whole idea, the, uh, the title of today's webinar is Come Back With Your Brand, Bigger, Stronger, and More Profitable. Um, I really wanted to say that a different way. Um, I was overruled. Um, so, but I am going to kind of take you back to when I was a high school freshman. Um, I went to, uh, it was a big deal to me as a freshman in high school, as I went to my first uh, football meeting. And our first football meeting for summer workouts in June of, I won't tell you what year, um, but in June of that year, they brought us all into this big gymnasium. And we had a huge gym and there was, you know, football was, you know, heck I'm from Georgia. So football was, is king and high school football was what we had been dreaming about since we were six year olds running around teetering and falling down. And um, they put us in this room with all these juniors and seniors. And these guys were monsters. And I was this skinny, tiny 140 pound uh, kid who loved sports and thought I was pretty good at them. And, um, realized real quick, uh, I didn't, don't think I'm ready to play with these type of monsters that they had in this room. And as they kind of introduced us and made the freshmen stand up and we kind of talked with our squeaky little cracked voices. And then the seniors got up there and, you know, talked like absolute animals and, um, talked about getting ready for the season and what football meant to them. After all that got done and I was sufficiently scared out of my mind and thinking about maybe I'll take up a different sport. Um, they brought in this 60 year old man and he looked as fit and as big as I could humanly imagine. And they brought him in and he brought these three or four other guys with him that were, you know, also big, you know, bulky dudes. 
And these guys started jumping on boxes and running 40-yard dashes and lifting more weight than I had ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I couldn't believe this 60-year-old guy. We had never heard of box jumps. And that's all popular now with CrossFit and all that kind of stuff. But I had never heard of box jumps and things like that. And this 60-year-old man was doing box jumps that were like eight feet tall. And he looked at us and he took off this you know, this long sleeve workout shirt he had on. And he looked at all of us and he had this shirt on it that said, bigger, stronger, faster. And I remember it as clear as I can be. And he went on to tell us that if we want to be successful, if we want to play high school football, if we want to go on to play college, if we want to just be successful on the field, then it was up to us to get bigger, stronger, faster. And I don't know why I've never forgotten that. Um, but when he looked at me, right then I committed in my mind that I was going to hit the gym. I was going to go buy or build boxes to jump on. I was going to run my butt off that, by God, I was not going to be the 140-pound skinny kid, that I was going to get bigger, stronger, faster right then and there. Well, look, right now is a scary time for all of you or a different time, a unique time. And it can be scary, just like being a freshman kid in a varsity locker room um, was for me. Um, but only the people that are committed to getting bigger, stronger, faster right now are going to gain market share, are going to grow, and are going to be more profitable. Not in spite of this pandemic, but because of this pandemic. And I want to say that again, and I want you to write that down. You're going to get bigger, stronger, faster, more profitable because of this pandemic, not in spite of this pandemic. There are five things we're going to talk about and discuss today of how you're going to get bigger, stronger, faster, and more profitable. And the first one we're going to talk about is mindset. You know, mindset, in my mind, this is just my philosophy. Don't take this as the gospel truth. But in my mind, you don't accomplish anything in life unless you accomplish it in your mind first. Meaning, if I look at this mountain, right, um, if I just happen to be walking along and all of a sudden I climbed a mountain, um, I'm not really sure that's the same as setting out and saying, okay, I'm going to climb Mount Everest here is all the things I'm going to do to get myself in shape, the things I'm going to have to buy, the things I'm going to have to invest in, the, the type of exercises I'm going to have to do, the type of planning I'm going to have to do, um, and then go climb it. That feels a whole lot different than something that just happens to you or that you just happen to do. Real accomplishments in life happen in your mind first. And you have to get that mentality. Right now, you know, I'm on webinars with people all day long in three or four different industries. I am seeing people in the community all day long. I surf on Facebook like, or Instagram like the rest of you. There are a lot of losers out there right now. I mean a lot of losers. And all of you act like a loser sometimes too. 
And what is the loser? The loser is whining, whining right now. The loser is complaining. The loser is talking about, well, what am I going to do with PPP funds? And what, I, how do I get it refunded? And I didn't really get enough in my you know, PPP money. I didn't, you know, I earned too much last year, but I'm not making money this year. I didn't get any stimulus money. Look at all the lost jobs I got. My governor's keeping us closed down. My mayor won't let us go outside. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, look, I can't stand the negativity anymore and the losers that are out there anymore. This is your reality. Whatever's going on in your state, your county, your country, it is your reality. That's where it is. Whatever you know, good news you get that comes your way or whatever bad news you get that comes your way, that it, it's still, it's the news that came your way. Your team, your community, your staff, your customers are looking for you to solve those problems, not whine and cry about those problems. Do you understand? Like, no, you do not. The last thing you want in this world is your employees or your customers feeling sorry for you. Oh my gosh, if they feel sorry for you, please tell me, if you want people to feel sorry for you, you need to get out of the business you're in. You do not need to be leading people right now. Quit telling your crybaby stories to people and start realizing that they're looking for you to be a winner. Losers see a problem in every solution. Winners see solutions in every problem. Stamp that on your head. Losers see a problem in every solution. Winners see solutions in every problem. The first step to making your great comeback to getting bigger, stronger, faster, more profitable is your mindset. Get your mind right and get your teams right. Understand that your community, your customers, and your staff are all looking to you. Number two, the second thing that you've got to get right in this time is operations. You cannot have confidence in safe operations. You can't build confidence of your community or, or you can't even build your own confidence until you're ready to operate safely. The governor of Florida came on and told us that restaurants could open at 25% of their capacity on Friday. And um, we had to put a plan in place, they, but they told us that we could open on Monday. Um, so we set out and put together a, a plan as a management team to get open on Monday. And, you know, we got this great opening playbook from Bojangles corporate. We had all these other things that we wanted to put in place um, that would make us the industry leader, that would make us the safest restaurant to eat in town, that make us the cleanest, the most sanitary, uh, the most disinfected, um, have the best social distancing practices in place, do things that made good common sense, like all those things. I wanted to be the best, and I by dang wanted to open at 5.30 a.m. on Monday um, as the first. Um, now, we started putting together that plan and realized quickly that we wouldn't have everything we needed to open on Monday. Like there was, uh, we had to order some more plexiglass and we had to get it custom ordered, you know, from Ohio somewhere and it had to be overnighted and we were gonna have to go pick it up. So all these things came into play and that's just the reality of the situation to do what we wanted to do to get our plan in place. Um, 
um, it was going to have to be uh, Tuesday for us to make that happen. And then we did that, and we still found out that we were the um, very first quick service restaurant to open his dining room in St. Augustine and the first Bojangles nationally to reopen. Um, and now we've all of a sudden found out that, you know, since we were the canary in the coal mine and we came out alive after the first couple of days, uh, 25 other franchisees announced their opening for this uh, next coming up Monday. Um, so I am, it's the second time I mentioned that. I'm sorry. I am very proud um, that we pulled that off. And if you're in the North Florida area in St. Augustine, please go by Bojangles and order yourself some chicken. Uh, sorry, shameless plug. Free webinar. Have to, you, get a, you get shameless advertising every now and then, right? So, um, you know, I can't hear any of y'all. Um, so I'm just going to, when I say something I think is fairly funny, I'm just going to assume you're laughing. Um, and, uh, but, you know, hey, that's the way it is. It does feel a little funny going through this um, with no real feedback. I should have told my kids to sit in here. No, I'm tired of my kids. Anybody else tired of their kids? I'm just kidding. All right. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to be confident in your safe operations um, when you start approaching your um, operations. First thing is be confident in safe operations. Um, to do that, you've got to have a plan to operate safer than anybody else in your market. What is your plan? You have to have an operations plan for phase one of the reopening, um, phase two, and phase three. So I don't know if all of y'all have thought about it. A lot of y'all have been, you know, flying by the seat of your pants. And so you you've got plans to get open um, tomorrow, or you got plans of how you're doing things right now, how you're doing health screenings and those things right now. Um, make sure you have a plan of what phase two is going to look like. And you've been on CDC website or you've been on your um, state's website that you understand what phase two looks like and you understand what phase three looks like. It's not enough to just have a plan for one. You know, go ahead and have a plan for all of them. Um, and when I say that, I want you to say this too. Have a plan A and plan B for all three phases. Really for every action step, meaning, so my plan, this is a simple one, right? So our plan A was that um, employees were going to self-screen and give them, take their own temperature in our buildings and us document that they were acceptable to work or not acceptable work. So plan A was for them, them to take their own temperature with the thermometer that we brought. They just shoot themselves in their head. That was plan A. Um, but what happened was, is um, at least in uh, one state that we have childcare, um, it, we were mandated that we have to take the temperature ourselves. So since that came out, we had, we had to have a plan A and a plan B. So be ready to have a plan A and a plan B for all three phases. Um, no, quick nugget for this too, and I hope y'all are doing this, but absolutely document everything you're doing for operations right now. This will not be the last pandemic we go through and the last time we have this kind of scare um, that you need operations. Have your plan in your filing cabinet ready to rock and roll when something happens. So when they say phase one, you're not going, not going through all this crap that you have had to go through over the last eight weeks, right? Have this ready. Don't be silly. A lot of you, um, a lot of you were in my class, um, you know, a few months ago, about well, maybe six months ago, um, you know, I gave a class about being recession ready. And some of the people that were in that class got themselves recession ready. And some of them drug their feet and procrastinated. So some people, when this happened, were able to act fast. 
I can tell you quite confidently that I know a few of my colleagues that were able to act super fast. So they were the, super, the first ones to know who to call, to know how to negotiate their rent, to know, to, know, to know how to negotiate with the bank. They had cash saved up. They had what they needed to do to be ready for this downturn that we've had. I've got other friends that drug their feet and were not ready. And they were the last for all of these. And quite frankly, um, you know, they're the ones that don't have PPP loans. They're the ones that don't have plans for their staff. They're the ones that don't have cash saved up. Um, it, it went right in line for who gets ready. So what I'm saying is right now you have a chance to really spend time on your plan, your plan A and your plan B for phase one, phase two, and phase three, and to have it all documented, all ready, all buttoned up, saved in your computer, on a hard drive, on paper, printed in your, in your filing cabinet so that your whole team knows how to, how to execute a plan the next time this happens. So be ready. Um, um, Bojangles gave us a great playbook for, for reopening. We used it. Uh, I like that term. Put together a really good extensive plan for your protocols. Um, and we won't spend too much time on these because most of you have them. But um, quick plan for how you're going to disinfect and sanitize, how you're going to health screen, uh, what your dress code is going to be going forward, what your PPE um, is going to be, um, what your sick days, if you're adding sick days, sick policy, um, how you're going to move staff around um, or allowed to move staff around, how your staff is allowed to socially distance in their building. Um, and, you know, make sure it's in concrete, um, but that you're ready to adjust it with your plan A and plan B. Now, most of you have this, but understand that going forward, this is not just an, an emergency, not just an emergency um, pandemic plan. This has to be, a lot of these items moving into phase three, this has to become who you are and a bigger part of your brand than you've ever let it be. How you sanitize, how you treat your staff, how you, how you screen, all, all of these things. The millennial parent and the 18-year-old the that's going to have kids in five years, this is going to be important to them. So do not stick your head in the sand. You better be ready to adjust something and have your safe operations so that you're able to articulate better than your competitor how you're going to move forward. So have that ready. So the, the first one was get your mindset right. The second part was get your safe operations and get that documented. The third step, and maybe the most difficult step, um, but I, I am going to mention it, and it's, a whole, it's its whole webinar in and amongst itself. But the third step um, to getting your uh, brand uh, back bigger, stronger, faster, and more profitable is your staffing and training. Man, this is huge. Especially with so many of y'all dealing with cuts because of less enrollment or no enrollment or um, cuts because you have less sales, um, whatever it may be. You may have those things, and, and right now this makes this very difficult. Um, so let's not get that wrong. So the first thing I want you to do is to make sure you have a staffing plan, staffing, number of trained staff um, plan for, for every enrollment or every sales level between now and back to normal. 
make sure you're taking into, into account the new protocols you have in your building. But you need to know what your number of staff is. You can't be confident, like I said earlier, you can't be confident of how you're going to come back without your safe operations plan. You absolutely cannot be confident if you don't have enough staff that is trained and ready to execute your plan. Don't let that go to waste. You cannot be confident. We'll repeat it. You cannot be confident in how to come back if you don't feel confident with the number of staff you need and how you're going to train them. So get that right. I didn't even repeat that exactly right. But anyways, I don't know which way you liked it better. Maybe you wrote it down both ways. Um, or maybe you just have a big broken sentence there on the paper. But um, anyways, I'm sorry if I'm on a soapbox. If some of y'all, if I'm yelling too loud into my new microphone, um, but hopefully you've adjusted your volume um, appropriately. I'm now going to drink some water. And hopefully I don't sound like my friend Neil, uh, who's on the phone, who I can't stand when he swallows coffee on our morning calls. Hopefully y'all didn't hear me swallow. Um, so anyway, so um, staffing, that's the first thing. Know your staffing, what you need in your next, you know, four or five sales levels to your back to normal. Um, the second thing is you need your robust training program. So I told you earlier about that, um, the, the, uh, the trainer that came out and, and, and pushed us getting bigger, stronger, faster. And um, I love that. Right now, like I, I was telling one of, one of my partners, um, I said, right now, um, Jennifer, I mean, you have got to get your training program better than it has ever been. So if you've got like a training program that's like piecemealed together, and it's, I mean, even if it's good, right now it needs to be better. You've got to add your new op safe operations stuff in there. You've got so much stuff to add and do. Your training for your, you need to have great director and management training program. And it needs to be clear and perfect, and someone needs to be working on it right now. And the same thing with your ongoing staff, especially with all these new protocols. I mean, that was, you know, the one reason we didn't open the Bojangles until Tuesday instead of Monday was I wanted to have two full staff meetings. They all had to be socially distant, right? So we had to have all these socially distant staff meetings and trainings to get started. Well, that was only step one. Now we have to take that same training and get it into how it's going to work in our ongoing orientations and trainings and how we're going to keep that going. But you can't be confident you're going to execute your plan to get bigger, stronger, faster, and more profitable. You can't do it unless you, one, get the right mindset. Two, make sure you have a great plan for safe operations. And three, that you have a plan to train your staff. Um, I tell this story. I told it to a couple people, and I keep repeating it to my family, is that, you know, um, I was joking about my kids driving me crazy. Um, but one thing that we talk about as a family, um, and we talked about it at the beginning of this, and we've talked about it um, every week on Sunday nights we talk about this, is that this is such a great opportunity um, as a family to get bigger, stronger, faster. You know, and what we're talking about is that, you know, some people are going to come out of this pandemic, and a lot of kids, they're not going to get smarter during this time. You know, as a family, we're committed to our kids getting smarter. Are they reading more? Um, are we talking about things more? Are we watching intelligent things on TV? I mean, you know, um, in, in my house, we are, you know, we're basically home ec. My kids are having to learn how to make, you know, 20 meals. My kids are having to learn, you know, they had to, last Sunday, they had the sewing um, checkoff. We had a, <laughs> we, I wanted them to know how to sew a button. So 
Um, my wife taught them how to sew a button and they had to check off with me that they executed sewing buttons. Um, you know, they've got ironing class going on right now. So all these things that we don't teach in the hubbub, like they're going to learn some things right now. Um, you know, are we getting closer to God? Are we, are we smarter with our money? Did we get lean here? Are our kids learning things about lean? So are we getting, are we exercising more? Are we getting healthier? So we have our family plan of what we're doing to get bigger, stronger, faster in this time. We also have our plan um, at work. Is my team, is my staff getting bigger, stronger, faster, more profitable? So um, I encourage you, like I said earlier, first step was to get your um, mindset right. Second was to get safe operations um, correct. Um, and thirdly was you've got to train your staff on those plans. So that's your, those are the first three. But lastly was maybe the tagline a little bit into what this whole um, webinar was going to be on. But I like the question, and I'm going to ask each of you, how does your brand stand? I made that rhyme. Um, but how does your brand stand? You know, brand is a strange word for a lot of people, and since it's in our name, um, you know, we like, to, we like to fancy ourselves experts in branding. Um, but, you know, branding started with, you know, basically cattle and things, and, you know, you got your mark. And that was how you knew what things were. But Better Beans, we define branding as visually telling the story of your company, your uniquenesses, who you are, and what you stand for. So we, we call it visually telling the story of your company, your uniqueness, who you are, and what you stand for. And I want you to think about that a little bit right now. You get a little bit of extra time during this pandemic, although all y'all are working harder than you ever have, but you have less customers than you ever have typically. So, um, but your brand is the fourth step into how you come back. In the past, I want you to, I want you to think about how you've told your story. You know, we like to tell everybody they start with their core values. What are your core values? Does your staff know it? Do your, do your customers know it? How did you used to tell your story before this? Was it good enough? Number two was, you know, what's the shape of your building? How's your curb appeal? What's the shape of inside of your building? How's the paint? How's the carpet? How are the ceiling tiles? What's your interior decor like? Is it updated or do you look dated? Is it what you want to represent? What kind of shape is your furniture and equipment in? What about your signage, your logo? Does it tell the story you want it to tell? How about your website? How about your emails? I think my friend Andy's on this call. I got a great email from his childcare company, O to B Kids, the other day. And he shared it, and I was like, oh, man, his email's way better than mine. Um, but just great, just professional, great communication. Like, how's your email? How's your web? Well, how are your postings? How are your letters that go out? So your website and your communications, how is that? How did you used to tell the story? Because that's your brand. How did you used to tell your story verbally, on the phone, in-person tours, in-person sales? How are you telling your story? 
ask yourself in each of those categories I just gave you, are they exactly the way you want to tell the story now? Are each of these exactly how you want to tell the story now? My guess is they may not be. It may be time to tweak a few of these. What do your customers want your values to be now? Now, these are unique to you, but what do your customers want your values to be now? I say your customers want hope and they want excellence. They want to know that their money is going to the best, someone that has separate, that separated themselves from the pack. Are you able to tell them right now, based on what we've been going through, what makes you better? And I'm telling you, what made you better six months ago is not good enough because there's people like me out there that's looking to be better than that. I hope that a lot of my competitors right now are thinking what they used to do was good enough or what the state is telling them to do right now is good enough. I hope that there are many of my competitors that think that because it's not good enough. It ain't going to make it. It ain't going to cut it. I am looking to get bigger, stronger, faster. So if they're looking to just survive and get by, I'm going to crush them. Your customers are looking for safety. They're looking for your plan. They want to know what your plan is to stay clean, sanitary. What's your plan is to fight virus? What's going to be your plan if something goes wrong? You better have it, and it better be clear to everybody on your staff what that plan is. They want decisiveness. They want someone that's not hem-hawing around that knows their direction. By God, with Bojangles, they knew that we were going to open, and my staff loved it. I hear, I've had owners tell me, oh, what do you do? My staff doesn't want to come to work, and they don't want to, they're a little worried about this thing. Man, I'm telling you, if that's what, the, if that's what you got, it's coming from you. You need to fix you, yourself. They want a decisive leader that's going to take them to victory. That starts with you. It starts with a little bit with your brand. They want excellent communication right now. Excellent communication on your brand standards, on your core value. They want excellence on the shape of your building, their curb appeal. They want excellence on your interior decor, excellence on your furniture and equipment packages, excellent on your signage, excellent on communication, excellent tours and sales. They don't want average. They don't want what you used to got. They don't want blah, blah, blah. They want to know what's different. You need to update your brand. And guess who else wants it? Your staff. They do not want what you've always had. You've got to deliver something different. And those of you that have been closed or, or customers that have been gone for a while, when they come back, they need to see that you have improved. Whatever you used to do needs to be better. So to really make a comeback, to really make a comeback and be bigger, stronger, faster, like we talked about earlier. Number one, like we said, fix your mindset. Number two, make sure you have safe operations. Number three, we said um, to make sure your staff, you have a great, robust training plan. And number four was you've got to say how your brand stands, and you need to update and fix your brand when it comes to your core values. 
your curb appeal, your interior decor, your furniture, your furniture, your fixtures, your, your equipment, your signage, your logo, and your website and communications. Those six areas, get them fixed, look at it, get that turned around. Now, once you've done those four things, once you've figured out those four things, once you've got your plan on those four things, and not before, it's time to work on the fifth and final one, which is your marketing. So I've been pitching. I'm a part of this, a couple of childcare groups, ownership groups out there. And I've been pitching at one that you've got to have a 12-week plan to be full in the fall. And that's true. And some of those members, I think, are even on this call. And you do need a plan to be full in the fall or to be busy in the fall. I was ignoring this summer um, in a way. I'm not, I'm not ignoring it. I want to enroll for the summer, and I want big sales at Bojangles this summer. Uh, but my real goal was, what do I look like in August and September? You know, I know this is a transition period. I need to invest a lot of money. I need to invest in a lot of training, invest in all these things we just talked about, these protocols and equipment and things I need to do to separate myself from the competition, new signage and all that kind of stuff. All those things I need to do to invest, I get it. I may not be super profitable all summer. That's okay. My real goal was to be full and hugely profitable this fall, August, September. Push, 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 push. However hard I got to go to be full in the fall. That was one, but I've added this. I've added to that. I don't want to just be full in the fall. I just don't want to be busy at the restaurants in the fall. My goal is to be full in the fall and a wait list this winter. And I mean it because I'm convinced that there are going to be a lot of people that go out of business and there's going to be a lot of people looking for the safest, best um, solution to their problems. They're going to be looking for the, the restaurant that worked the hardest. They're going to be looking for the child care center that has put in the most work and has the best plan. And I'm convinced when we come out of this thing and our country starts to push on the other side of it, there's going to be winners and losers. I'm going to be one of the winners. So my goal is to be full in the fall. And when I am, I'm going to have enough money. I'm going to have enough resources. I'm going to have enough confidence. So I'm going to get on a daggum wait list and be charging more money um, by the winner, wait list winner. So full and fall waitlist winner, how do you do that? Um, you've got to communicate your plan, and you've got to start playing offense, and you have to be, um, let me say this, you have to be in love with your plan. So your whole operations plan and your training plan and, um, and your brand plan that we've, we've talked about up till now, you've got to fall in love with it. If you are in love with it, you can go market. If you're not in love with it, you're not going to be able to go market and sell this to anybody else. I'll say that again. If you're not in love with your plan to operate, you're, you're in love with your mindset, in love with your training plan, you're not ready to go to market. But if you are in love with all those, you are ready to go to market. You are ready to go scream and yell at the top of your lungs to your, to your community that you're the place they should be doing business. The way to do that is I'm encouraging you to put together two 12-week marketing plans. The first one is to be full in the fall. A full 12-week marketing plan that addresses the four areas of marketing, which is attract, enroll, retain, and leverage. Attract, enroll, retain, leverage. Most of you know that. I'm just repeating for those of you that don't. But attract, enroll, retain, leverage. It's not all about, um, you know, it's not all about putting signs out in your front yard. And it's not all about, um, you know, sending out a direct mail or buying a billboard. Um, you have to have um, direct actions. 
specific actions written down for how to attract new customers, how to enroll ones once they get there, how to retain the ones you have, what are you doing special for them to keep them, and how are you leveraging all of them to get new customers. So make sure you have two 12-week marketing plans. Get them done now. Done's better than perfect. Get something down right now for the next 12 weeks to get full in the fall. Get it on your managers and on your teachers and on your staff and on your employees' minds that you're going to be full in the fall. Make sure they hear that word over and over again and that you're going to be in the second 12-week marketing plan is your wait list in the winter. So what are you going to do between August and November to be on a wait list by the time you get to Christmas time? To do that, you're going to have to shake every daggum tree. Six weeks ago, my Bojangles had dropped about 60% in sales over where we were. The last two weeks, we've been up over last year, and we had big record numbers last year. We are busier than we've ever been, um, which is unheard of. But we are shaking every tree from a marketing perspective. Um, I love the saying that some people say, I can't tell you one, I can't tell you one way to get a thousand customers, but I can tell you a thousand ways to get one. You need to use all thousand to get you one. Have them in your book, get your plan, fall in love with it. So the first step, the first step that we had was to get your mind right. You're gonna be a winner, no losers. The second, the second step was have your protocols and your system for operating safely. Thirdly, was to make sure you have a plan, a robust plan to train your management teams and your staff. Fourth was how does your brand stand? Really give yourself a brand survey about what you need in each area to get your brand right. And fifth, once you have that and you've fallen in love with your plan of those four things, get yourself a mark two 12-week marketing plans, one to get full in the fall and one to be on a wait list by winter. I love it. So I told y'all, um, wrapping that up, that's where we are. Those were the five steps to be full this fall and be waitlisted by winter. And I just kind of want to wrap up by telling you, hey, man, you need to be a winner and surround yourself with those folks. I'm on your team. I'm fighting for you, too. But I want to see you do that, and I want to see y'all all become bigger, stronger, faster, and, and really come out of this thing stronger than you've ever been. So we need to get that part of the mind right. So be a winner. So I think that um, mostly wraps up what I wanted to talk to y'all about today during your lunch break. But we now have Q&A time where y'all can ask any question you want. I'll do my best to answer it. I'll say it out loud. I'll repeat it and try to get that uh, um, any answers that you may have. Um, Alita Mechtel from Minnesota. She says, thank you, great webinar. Um, um, Alita is my friend, so I paid her $6 to say that. Um, and uh, so thank you, Alita. But the Q&A is wide open. Ask anything. You can ask about PPP. You can ask about losers. You can ask about, uh, um, you know, how Better Beans can help you. Um, you can ask her anything you want. You can ask, uh, ask me, ask Neil, um, any of those items that you have. and um, also, as we're doing that, go ahead and pull up the next slide as we're looking to see if anybody has questions. 
Um, Katie Lee, if you could pull up the next slide at the same time. We'll make sure we're answering it. So I will tell you, um, email there at info at betterbeansbranding.com um, or you can email me directly at thad at betterbeansbranding.com. Um, our website is better, betterbeansbranding.com. Um, I will announce our next webinar. This is a six webinar series, June 10th. You don't want to miss it. Um, uh, Jordan Woodruff, who is amazingly talented. A lot of you know her. She'll be doing an interior design 101 class, um, which is pretty cool. So um, anyway, so yeah, she'll be doing that on June the 10th at noon. Um, and sign up again. These stay free and we can uh, grab that for you. So have a question um, on here or this is in the chat room. Um, is there a branding roadmap or cheat chart of things to update or look or improve? Yeah, Lisa, um, grab that email address. And if you want to email me at um, info at betterbeansbranding.com or thad at betterbeansbranding.com, um, I would love to uh, send you a few things that we use um, for that. But yeah, we have a, a couple of uh, brand checkup guides um, that we would, we would be more than happy to share with you. So any of you that you would like to have that, feel free to uh, email at info at betterbeansbranding.com and we will get that to you. How do y'all like my, I have a, I bought a, one of these circle lights. How is my lighting today? Is my lighting good on my face, on my forehead that keeps getting bigger? Has to be pretty good. All right, that was chat. Looks like we have some questions over here too. Okay, will a recording be available? Um, uh, Renee, yeah, uh, I believe so. If you email us at info at betterbeansbranding.com, um, that is one that we can email back to you. This was recorded, so we'll have to just send you the link if you want it. We're not posting it anywhere, but yes, we can send it to you. Um, what equipment, uh, Jennifer Bailey wants to know, what equipment do you have for disinfecting classrooms at your centers? Um, so at my centers, um, we have... Uh, some Mr. Foggers, which there are a few different brands that we're testing. Um, and uh, we have just ordered Zonos. We've had Zonos at my old centers. We've just ordered new ones. Um, and we are also playing with a couple of the air purification systems out there. We're installing one of those new ones soon. Um, and there's a few brands that are out there. So I don't know which ones to recommend yet. The one we're looking at closely is Synexus. Um, and let's see, Bonnie. Bonnie would love some advice on when to start spending on ads. I put a stop on everything, um, but need to get it rolling soon. Great question, Bonnie. Um, um, I guess knowing your exact opening date or, um, um, or, you know, when you expect your governor to open some things is important. I will tell you that I may have jumped the gun. Um, but we have not been cleared for, you know, group sizes larger than 10 yet in Georgia. Um, but we are full bore enrolling for summer camp and found out yesterday that we're probably going to be pushing 100 summer campers at, at, at one building. Um, and we only have room for about 30 um, if they don't change the space guidelines. So we have been pricing out trailers and um, things like that. Um, to make sure we can accommodate them. So I have started the ads back, even though we may not have the space. Um, I would have my finger, maybe a good way to say this, Bonnie, was I'd have my finger on the word go um, for when you know that it's time to get that rolling. I will tell you, it also depends on some of y'all have been closed. Um, I had a uh, acquaintance. I don't want to call him a friend because he didn't really listen to me. I have an acquaintance that closed his buildings without 
good advice um, or under bad advisement, in my opinion. And he closed and he decided to open back up this week on Monday. And as of today, he had exactly three employees that were willing to come back and 11 students. If, if you closed, you may have an uphill battle on your hands to get full again and to get everybody back. I'm not saying that's your case. I'm saying that was his case. If you've been closed, um, get ready to push the pedal down on everything, Bonnie. So I'd have a good plan for that. Sorry if that was uh, too, uh, a long answer to an easy question. Um, and let's see. So we answered that. Um, Kathy is on here, and she's great. Um, Joanne Mooney up in New Jersey. Um, give me some of your top steps to 12-week marketing plan. Okay, so, um, uh, well, we're super excited this week that we're doing our, uh, our drive-by Mother's Day. You know, we're doing a drive-by for Mother's Day this week. Um, that's a good one. Um, we are doing, uh, and one that I'm advising everybody, is to have a huge, robust referral program to get your building back full. Um, I think there is going to be a lot more turnover than you've ever seen. You're going to have more new customers than you've ever, probably ever had since you opened. Um, and you're going to have more customers that have left you than you've ever had. So I think you need to be in the ear of your new people you're enrolling because they know a lot of people you don't already know. So I think you need a very robust referral program um, for that. Um, um, some other things that I think are important, a part of our marketing plan right now is that um, we are going to advertise um, and really push, you know, what we're doing for safety and sanitation in the building because we feel like we're going to be doing it bigger and better in, in, than anybody else in our market. So, you know, like our, you know, we've put together these uh, great tour stops, these, you know, great signs that, that um, are dedicated to talking about what we're doing for sanitation. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're hooking our fog machines right onto the tour stop. So you can't help, but every parent's going to walk by and go, what are those things right there? And like, Oh, I'm glad you asked. Those are our foggers. We use this to blast our building a few times a day. And then we use this to blast our playground equipment. It's how we keep your child safer um, and how we keep sickness and illness out of our building better than anybody else in the country. That's what I say. Thank you, Joanne, on the nice lighting. I appreciate that. Um, Jennifer, thank you. I'm glad you got something out of it. Bonnie said, nope, we have a replan for 6-1. If you're replanning to open on 6-1, Bonnie, now that I know your date, you absolutely need to hit the hit go on your ads. I absolutely would do that. Um, I wouldn't wait on that either. Um, the, uh, let's see. All right. Most of you have, I think, gotten your answers. And uh, I am going to, again, shamelessly plug um, any branding needs, um, logos, signage. Um, I mean, we've pivoted a lot and doing a lot of different types of signs for different child care associations around the country and different buildings and different restaurants. I've got some amazing examples of the different types of new signs you may need to communicate with customers of how to be safe in your building. Um, and Bojangles had a great roadmap for those, and I've got a great We've got some great signage for folks if they want to call us and jump on that. But really, I just want all of you, and especially my friends, but those of you that don't know me, I absolutely love you. I appreciate your support. And really, I, there's nobody rooting harder 
or wants to fight harder for you to get open, be full, be profitable, um, I'm there fighting with you. My cell phone number is 770-380-0387. I will answer it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we'll be there for any of you if you have a question or some, you know, it can be as stupid as you want it to be. Um, I will answer it best I can any time of the day. Um, just let me know. Other than that, we will wrap it up in a um, very fad-like um, fashion of five minutes early. Um, so, anyways, love y'all. Appreciate you. Um, oh, did we get a new? Well, we may have a new question. Nope, that was just thank you. Oh, Rachel Flanagan, almost missed you. Rachel, um, are you opening your building for tours? Um, uh, not today, um, but we are on May May 15th um, in Atlanta. So, um, you know, virtual tours now opening in um, middle of May for tours, live tours. Awesome. Rachel, way to get in there under the gun. I was saying goodbye, and you got me right at the end. So I will talk slow as I say goodbye to make sure I don't miss another one. Oh, got more. Sarah, will, will I have a replay if we joined late? Sarah, you were late. You get nothing. I gave the map well, when everybody could get this. I gave that a long time ago, Sarah. No, if you email um, info at betterbeansbranding.com, if, uh, if, you, if you email, um, we'll be able to send you the link to the recording. You're welcome, Kathy. Ligon, Michelle, what steps are you doing for live tours? Um, I'm not sure I completely understand, but I will do my best to tell you. I said, we're going to wait two weeks before we start them. Um, when we do, we will not be going into classrooms anymore. Um, so it will just be a common area tour. And we happen to have windows um, into our classrooms, large viewing windows and clear doors. So we will be touring the classrooms from outside. So the, um, oh, this is a good segue. Like I almost paid you for this, Michelle. Um, Better Beans happens to be experts in building and making and designing signs based on your unique differences. We call them tour stops. They give you natural places to talk about your uh, unique differences and your features of your building. And so um, if you uh, uh, wanted to get with us, we could help show you what some of those examples look like. And maybe, you know, so a lot of our tours will be touring common areas and uh, these tour stops so we can show people what we're actually, all the magic we're doing in the classrooms. Um, uh, so Michelle's asking what precautions, restrictions for kiddos in the building and incoming families. Um, so, you know, there are lots of uh, there are lots of um, protocols and precautions that we're taking in our buildings. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know the best way to tell you this. I'm, maybe you're saying um, for new families, what are our precautions? Um, so you know we are obviously limited in what we can ask and 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 do with families that are coming in. But if you're open. Um, you know, the biggest one you can do is health screenings. So, you know, you've got to screen new families just like you screen your other ones. So your existing families, you can't, you can't guarantee that they're safe. You know, I mean, they're going to the grocery store and they're going to hang out with their grandparents or whatever they're doing. They're around people all day long. So, you know, being able to guarantee safety is not something you're going to be able to do for your families. So I would more talk about what you're doing in your building to keep their, their time in the building safe 
than I am than I would spend talking about, you know, limiting new families or anything like that. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm in a restaurant and we've got to take new people every day. You know, 200 people walk into Walmart or 2,000 people walk into Walmart every day. They're trading spit and space and everything else. So I don't think you're going to be able to promise that. All you can do is promise how good you're going to clean, fog, disinfect, kill germs, and, and limit exposure while they're there. And that's how I'd focus. You're welcome, Michelle. All right. I'm still here. If you have something, I will give you two minutes. Then I'm going to go make a turkey sandwich. All right. Well, guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Please join us in Markdown Yard next webinar. Join it. I think you'll love it. Um, it's a great next step to your brand, and you may need to uh, get some great advice of how to go forward. So have a great week, and feel free to reach out to me anytime if you have a question. Thank you.